Australia. Bit of labour of love for you, obviously. Oh, incredible, incredible. And we had string players from LA and horn players from New York and all these different soul lovers jump on this album. Amazing. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, it's a a blessing. And when I I heard the album the first time, I recorded the duet with Jimmy Barnes and I was in his studio and they played played, um, some of the songs and I thought it was they were playing an Al Green record. And I was listening, and then I said, is this my record? And the, the producer said, yeah, this is your record. That's you. Because I hadn't heard, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew my voice, but the, the actual, the, the strings and the horns and all these kind of things that were added in, it feels like a 1970s Al Green record. So it's authentic. Yeah. It's mm, thank God, yeah. That's great. Um, Gary, you, you've also received a standing ovation from mm. uh, some some pretty hard hitters, I think, some people at a prayer meeting in what yes. So tell us about that. So I went to, uh, I was seeing a girl in LA at the time and she said, you know, I'd like you to sing at this prayer meeting and that's uh, uh, probably someone you know, Smokey Robinson. I said, of course, I'd love to sing at his prayer meeting. I went to go through his front door and all the photos, you know how we have photos of our relatives and our nephews and our nieces. His photos are of him and Stevie, him and Martin Luther King, him and, you know, Barry uh-huh. Gordy and Muhammad Ali and his whole uh, like staircase all the way up to his, to his room has photos of the greatest artists of all time so the people that were in the room like Michael Jackson's keyboard player Judge Reinhold and all these massive Hollywood stars that were really intent on bringing Christ into Hollywood so that pre-meeting was all about that once a month they meet at Smokey's house and somebody sings so I sang I was the guest singer and I sang and everybody you know loved it and they gave me their cards and you know People and then Smokey saying Jesus loves me and it was incredible, you know. It was beautiful. Very moving, and powerful event. Yeah, was incredible. You know, it was amazing. But you know, my girlfriend at the time didn't know much about soul music, and you know, she was a Australian girl living out there, didn't know very much. But she said, "This man, when I look at him, he's and Smokey's maybe you know eighty something now, but this is a few years ago. He's about yeah. seventy five. She said, "When I look at him, he looks at me with his green eyes, and my knees buckle." <laughs> He's still got it. He's still got it. Isn't that amazing? Incredible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got charisma. Um, Just one other thing I wanted to mention, Gary, though, in terms of this being such a huge achievement for you, and and some people listening may not know much about Sam Cooke, so it's it's worth us just mentioning that he was known as the King of Soul. He was also a key figure in the American Civil Rights Movement. Yes, that's and, right. And he died in yeah. 1964. So it's yeah. it's been amazing that you've done this. It's incredible. Oh, I think it, it, absolutely amazing. When we read this record and we did this show, we didn't realise there was this movement also at the time they had written a show on Netflix about him that, that, that oh. you know, all of these different movies had come out up around the same time. So there mm-hmm. was a real feeling of, you know, his song, The Change Is Gonna Come, is still one yes. of the most poignant and, and powerful songs that has sung every civil rights movement there is in the world. Yes. So, um, He was with Martin Luther King, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X. He was really, really important in the the, the, um, liberation of African-Americans. And and he opened the door for Stevie Wonder, Aretha Mm. Franklin, James Brown, all of these great artists. He he started as a... He was a bit of a trailblazer. But sadly, his life was cut short in rather controversial, um, distressing circumstances. But um, I was going to say, I'm just looking at this uh, wonderful album you put out, featuring Mm. some great tracks. Wonderful World, Touch the Hem of His Garment, A Change Is Going to Come, as you mentioned. You Send Me... Bring it on home to me, featuring Guy Sebastian. Yeah, um, yeah. It's all right. Unchained melody. The little light of mine. This is a light of mine. Somebody have mercy, featuring Jimmy Barnes. Jesus yeah. gave me water. All of my life. Another Saturday night. Cupid, cousin of mine. And there's one that's missing, but maybe you'll see it on the night. Far away places. It's one of my favorites. Oh wow! There you go. Do you know well, that one? No, I don't know that one. I don't know. I have to. So you can track it down. It's, it's a gorgeous song. It's basically it's about you know dreaming of travelling. I think. <laughs> and, uh, oh, amazing! So, I'll um, look into that for sure. Yeah. So tell us about also your band that you've got uh, backing you up on Saturday night, please. So I've got Dave Tweedy, who's one of the best guitarists I reckon in the world, and um, on and on the bass of Luke Hodgson, a beautiful player on keys. Um, we have Aaron Mendoza, who's one of my favourites. Also, and, oh, and yes. Nick G on on drums. So this is a formidable band, mm. um, and, and some of the most soulful guys around they all sing and they all play and it's, it's just it's when everybody's playing together it's, it's in the, uh, this beautiful kind of movement that uh, happens and everything's spontaneous and it's just a joy to that's be that's quite magical the whole thing 
Yeah. And what about, yeah. the, what about the fashions, Gary? Are you you going? Are you harking back and being nostalgic with some outrageous clothes? Or have you looked that far ahead? Oh, yet? Not that far. I mean, he was very stylish. So I'm glad of that. At least it's not like open and fire wearing those bigger, you know, those big uh, capes and all that kind oh, of stuff. He was very I love that. <laughs> he, he's quite, he was a snappy dresser, though, wasn't he, Sam? He was very snappy. Yeah. 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 The suits and the ties and stuff. It was very formal, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, that's so. for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, so this show, it starts at 8 o'clock this Saturday night. Um, yeah, no, how long will it be running, the actual, the actual uh, duration of the, of the performance? We'll get two sets. Uh, it's about 50 minutes each set, and it's just, the first set is all beautiful and, and, and serene and, and wonderful, wonderfully written ballads and, and beautifully played songs, and then the second set is just raw soul. So it's uh, a, a real kind of journey throughout his life, and, and it's just heartfelt, and it leaves everything on the stage. There's nothing left by the end of the gig. Oh, that sounds wow. fantastic. It does sound mm. wonderful. I really wish you well with it. And uh, have you got, you said you're taking it on, on the road. Um, is it going to be in anywhere else in Victoria um, in the next uh, few months or so? Or are you, are you in walking the, interstate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In the next few months, we'll be sort of speaking with my agent uh, later this week. So hopefully, we'll get some dates locked in and, and uh, get them underway. It'll be fantastic. It'll be great. And please keep us posted and um, break a leg. And I was going to say, um, if anyone else, else had any other questions that they Yeah, uh, one more. Just, into your can, just one more, Gary, before we go, because we. We had a little plan to play one of the tracks that you sing yeah. uh, in, on the show a little bit later. Now, it might be like asking which is your favourite child, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which one, what would you recommend us to play? I mean, I, if, if, if you're looking for something beautiful yeah. and, and soft, it, I'd say All of My Life, which is a, an incredible song. And I think later on this year, we're going to play at Herb Alpert's Club in LA, oh, wow. possibly with, with Carla Cook herself. My, a friend of mine organising it in LA so, right. um, and, and Herb wrote that song and he wrote um, uh, also uh, what's it called What a Wonderful World and if you want something fast and raw and soulful I'd say um, Jimmy Barnes Somebody Have Mercy that duet with him it's oh. really <laughs> you're a good thank you so much we'll try and do both of those we'll give it a yeah, exactly. thank, thank you thanks so much thank so you. people should go to the website the Memo Hall and just check it out or, or to your yes. website Gary Pinto G-A-R-Y-P-I-N-T-O thank you so much and all the best Good, good to speak to you all. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks Thank for joining us, Gary. Bye-bye. Bye. Back with you on Big Life Conversation. A uh, little track there out of my head, Bathurst Aid Kit. Nice track. We just nice heard. Speaking of good tracks, we're about to uh, chase up a couple of tracks from our guest, Gary Pinto, we just spoke to. Looking forward to hearing some of that music. Oh, yes. And this is the Sam Cook tribute show that he's got coming up this Saturday night um, at uh, Memo Hall in Ackland Street in St Kilda. And we're just talking off here about Sam Cook, um, what a talent he was. And sadly, um, he died far too young. He was born in uh, 1931 and uh, died in 1964. And, um, yes, he was actually shot and killed by the manager of a motel in Los Angeles. And after an inquest and investigation, the course courts ruled Cook's death to be a justifiable homicide but his family has since questioned the circumstances of his death so I think inquiries are still going on oh wow yeah, so it's wow a, very sad but I as no uh, idea exactly but Gary as Gary was saying not only was he a great talent uh, in terms of a uh, singer-songwriter being a singer-songwriter but he uh, had a lot to do with the uh, civil rights movement in America as well so um yeah, yeah absolutely quite, quite a, quite an instrumental myself. in kicking off the careers of lots of other amazing yes exactly so, yeah. like Aretha Franklin Aretha and, uh, Franklin and Bobby Wynne yeah. yeah. Green Curtis yeah. Mayfield yeah. Everyone, Marvin Gaye, Billy Preston, to name a few. A few. Yeah. And he popularised the work of Otis Redding and James Brown. So, um, yes, as I say, he, he left us far too early, but there's a wonderful legacy that, that uh, we can still enjoy. And you can yeah. hear all about it uh, this Saturday night um, if you can get on down to Member Hall in St Kilda or, uh, as I say, check out the recording that Gary Pinto has made of some of Sam's hmm. wonderful tracks. So looking forward to all that. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, Barbara. Thank you. I know. I um, quite enjoyed that little interview, so I think uh, it'd be good to hear his voice as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you recognise it if you heard it, if you didn't know, you know, because some of those tracks, Another Saturday Night, of course, has been covered by a few people, like Cat Stevens, but Sam Cooke was the, was the original, and um, yeah. yeah, and You Send Me, I think, is that, was another one that was a big oh, hit yeah. too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, awesome. looking, looking forward to uh, hearing more about uh, that show. Hmm. I have a couple of little items. I'm not sure if we um, can fit these in. Oh, but, uh, crickets, by the chance. Well, a little bit to do with cricket, a little bit to do with the shovel, just oh, to change yes. tact a little bit. <laughs> uh, and because, you know, we like the shovel we and do. we like to have a, a bit of um, 
satire thrown in, uh, and there has been quite a lot of fodder lately. Mm. Um, <laughs> some political, some less so. Mm. This one is sports related, uh, and this one is titled "England Demands One Hand One Bounce Rule for Third Test." Um, after being surprised that saying a wiki leave before leaving your crease is not a real thing in international cricket, England has demanded that it be allowed to adopt the full range of backyard cricket rules for the remainder of the series. As a professional sporting team, we're really not coping with professional sporting rules, England captain Ben Stokes said today. We think that we're given 2 nil down in a series, it's only fair that we're allowed to play with modified rules. Um, all of these tenacities, or sorry, technicalities, um, like not being able to catch if it's bounced or having to stay in your crease if you're batting, mm-hmm. like in the backyard cricket, <laughs> there's lots of contested things in our backyard cricket. Oh, yes. um, how are we supposed to know all of those things? It's not fair. Also, I think we can all agree <laughs> that you can't get out first ball unless you're Australian. Um, <laughs> under England's proposal, the following rules would apply. When England is fielding, auto wiki. If an Australian batter edges it, it will be assumed out even if Johnny Barstow glasses it. Um, six and out, um, tippy go, um, one hand, one bounce. And when England is batting, can't get out first ball, no LBW unless it's really obvious. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a bit of weirdo things have been happening with the old cricket. Yes. So shovel for that hint, hint, hint that the backyard cricket rules are applying uh, applying yeah. Yeah. test matches. Wow. Yes. It's very interesting, isn't it? But uh, I'm afraid to say now, I don't know a lot about cricket. I'm more of an AFL person, and, and I'll just have to drop in the fact that my, my team, Carlton, is on the up. But, uh, I, 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 I thought she might be heading that way. She's in a happy place with her team that way. Yes. And my little brother Paddy, he's overseas in Spain. I haven't been at a conference. He, he, I heard from him um, this morning and he uh, sent me an email saying he watched the game on his laptop. <laughs> uh, he's very chuffed, so we're all current supporters in our family. So, nice. yes, we're following, we're following um, their fortunes um, from all over the world. Uh, but, yes, on a lot, and on this, getting back to cricket, as yes. I said, um, I was reminded, and some other friends and my partner just reminded me, of uh, the controversy concerning Bodyline. Yeah, remember that? Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Which was actually, quite frankly, appalling. Yeah. Uh, people could have been killed. I think yes. people were injured. Yes. This is the Brits being really brutal and really very nasty on the ground and most unsportsman-like and most uncricket-like. Yes. Um, also, it seems I know, it's not an easy thing to, to, to lose graciously. I'm prepared. I'm sure we all realise that. But please, really. I mean, I, I think what gets up the, um, the Brits' noses is that uh, we've beaten them at their own game and they don't exactly. like it. Exactly. Yeah. One of the other shovel mm. articles was actually titled, and I won't read the article, but ground staff working overtime to clear English tears in time for next Ashes <laughs> test and it just shows the wet field being you know with the covers coming up yes um, so yes I thought um, the mm. approach was stiff upper lip and that we just no, well, not, no. Not, when, not when you're the, the one who is not victorious it would seem no so and uh, there are a few other elements that some people are suggesting some racist and patronising col- uh, attitude towards the colonials uh, where there's a bit of a, a class system there sad it's still rife in, in Britain and not just in Britain but certainly in Britain uh, so I think there are a few other elements coming into play here um, and I know it's only a cricket game but just in terms of if you wanted to set a good example about losing graciously I think these people have dropped the ball so to speak <laughs> it's just not cricket really it's exactly. just not cricket uh, exactly <laughs> there so we go anyway, can I just quickly mention before I forget after we had a great chat with um, with Gary that um, Emma Donovan uh, speaking of other wonderful talents yeah. Emma Donovan is going to be at the Hawthorne Arts Centre this Wednesday night yes so Emma who's a great singer um, and of course she's been a very busy person lately with the Maynard week uh, just finishing up but she's a cousin of the wonderful Casey Donovan she so is. obviously it's all in the family that talent but uh, check out the Hawthorne Arts Centre's uh, website for some details about how to book for that concert this Wednesday night yep that sounds wonderful uh, five minutes to five here on Big Life Conversation and uh, we were just talking about Gary Pinto and a song his All of My Life great by Gary Pinto <laughs> Back with you on Big Life Conversation. It is one minute past five, ladies. We've had a bit of a lively show so far, and we've been checking in on lots of different things. Just heard that beautiful track 
from Gary Pinto, our first guest today, a magnificent voice, a beautiful song called All My Life. And, of course, that is uh, celebrating the life and times of Sam Cooke. The music and Gary Pinto will be at the Memo Theatre in St Kilda on Saturday evening, this Saturday coming. Get your tickets if you might be in front of another. Can you be in for a great night? Mm. I think so. That sounded wonderful. Very chilled, very relaxing, very easy to listen to. That's right. He said it was very chilled the first hour and then there's all these really up-tempo. We're going to try and source one of those Mm. as well. Maybe with uh, Jimmy Barnes. With Jimmy Barnes. That's Mm. what I'm looking for. Um, In the meantime... Yes, well I have a just change of tune a little bit and I've got a few little nutrition tips that I thought I'd share with you. I've been on a, a bit of an immunity uh, bandwagon in the last few weeks in the show uh, and, um, you know, looking at myself as well, just talking about uh, a couple of things uh, over the weekend that ex- uh, I experienced through from a choking episode through to a migraine. Oh dear. Well, it's a really apt time for me to refresh my knowledge on all things immunity. Yes. Um, yeah. So, a couple of things for you because I know we, we spoke about um, the wonderful nutrients uh, that are around at this time, um, all of our winter um uh, warming foods as well but I'm going to go through a couple of those but I wanted to track back to the good old vitamin C I know we spoke about vitamin D a couple of weeks ago but vitamin C our ascorbic acid is um, it's something that we all know is attached to our immune system and we have an RDI of 45 milligrams but most of us take in a supplement if you ever have taken a supplement in around 20, 250 milligrams to around um 500 or 1,000 milligrams um, to get the um, a therapeutic quantity of it. So it, it's one of those water-soluble vitamins that allows us to make sure that um, if we do have too much, that it actually just goes straight through us, um, which is a good thing. Ooh. So we can't usually <laughs> overtake <laughs> that. Yes, absolutely. But yes. what we do know with the foods that we have with vitamin C, that they are destroyed by, once the fruit or the vegetable has been picked, um, they are, um, vitamin C does decrease daily and uh, yeah. it's also destroyed mm. by bo- boiling food and um, light, um, cut fruits and veggies, um, once they're exposed to air, does destroy it and it's also destroyed by smoking and heat. Oh, of course. Um, but we do need it for a number of different reasons and the main one is um, for our adrenal glands to make cortisol or adrenaline. So when we are stressed, yes. we need um, cortisol to, to do its job um, and we need it to um, help um, create that from tyrosine, which is another um, amino acids that we have in our body as well. Um, it's found in the brain and it helps to make dopamine, serotonin and melatonin from tryptophan. So our foods that are high in tryptophan like like turkey and cheese that make us feel good. Um, and it strengthens the wall of the body and cells and blood vessels and hopes, uh, helps promote healthy gums. So you can probably recall back to stories of the First Fleet and their lack of uh, fruits and veggies oh, and yes. their bleeding gums. Yes, Basically yes. all our cells can kind of lose its inte- their integrity and mm. it will sort of um, get mushy and, and melt down from the inside when we have um, low vitamin C, which is not usual, um, but our connective tissue relies on it and our collagen yes. relies on it as well. Um, it aids wound healing, stimulates the immune system and helps resist infections. It's also helpful for digestion and especially for iron. So a lot of our minerals, um, vitamin C yes. helps digest. I've heard that. So we mm. must have our vitamin C with things like our leafy greens to help release the iron from those. Um, and um, it also helps with um, gastrin and stomach acid to help um, convert some of our other nutrients and also our fats um, into um, great energy for our mitochondria for um, movement in our body as well. Deficiency can be common in elderly, um, in smokers, um, where it's highly polluted and some medications can reduce vitamin C. So if you're having aspirin or any proton pump inhibitors, even the contraceptive pill does reduce our vitamin C intake and we need more. Uh Um, Stress and heavy metal exposure can also increase our need. Um, And deficiency signs are loss of appetite 
night, insomnia, swollen and bleeding gums, mm. poor wound healing, so everything we've said it's good for, uh, easy bruising, aching joints, susceptibility to infection, uh, weak capillaries, nosebleeds, dry and itchy skin, anemia, fatigue, Gosh. muscle weakness, impaired digestion and psychological changes. So it's okay. good to get some vitamin C into you. You can have an upper limit of around 2 grams or 2,000 milligrams, but generally speaking, we only need about 50, 45 to 50 milligrams a day. Um, uh, guavas are really high. Uh, uh, Acerola cherries, um, uh, 800 milligrams are the highest. So a cup of those. Who are they? Acerola. Yeah. So they're a South American, I believe, oh. Um, oh, cherry. Okay. But I have not never, 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 never seen them or eaten them. Have to go to um, South America for those people. That's right. <laughs> I think you can get them. Um, I haven't sourced them. Guava's very high. Black currant is high. Capsicum, mm-hmm. kiwi, orange. Um, acai juice, so you know mm-hmm. the acai um, puddings that are out and about. Green capsicum, mm. um, orange cabbage, broccoli, and it goes down the list from cauliflower onwards, mm. um, which uh, then go below our RDIs, just to name a few. So don't forget your vitamin C. We can sometimes forget about that very common one that is very good for our immunity, but so many other things as well. So um, making sure we're eating widely and um, supporting our bodies both um, physically and mentally with vitamin C. Thank you, uh, Nicole. And and I have a related item that you have just triggered in my little mind Mm. to mention because you're talking about food and foods Mm. that are good for us. And I want to now talk about the, uh, what do you call them, the implements, I was going to say, the cooking implements. Utensils? Utensils. Aluminium. Well, hang on. I've got the, the wrong thing. It's the coating? No, it uh, sounds like, no. Um, looks like, no, <laughs> I can't do that. I'll go here. No, cooking things that help, um, like saucepans, yes. but not saucepans. Yes. This is a slow cooker. <laughs> slow cooker? Oh, what are they called? Like like equipment. Equipment. Pops, pans, whatever. Sorry, look, I'm having a little bit of a... Um, yeah, just a little bit of a brain freeze at the moment. But it did remind me what you were talking about is, you know, putting together some really good winter warmers and mm. how easy it can be. And I had a great, found a great recipe for a beautiful, and this did involve meat. And I know you guys don't eat meat at all, but I haven't had any lamb shanks for like years. Oh. And it was a minestrone and lamb shank recipe. And I made it in the slow cooker and it was that sounds very hearty. And you'd probably have the shank with the bone yeah. and the minerals from the bone. Absolutely. And the bone broth. The bone so you're getting all of those wonderful nutrients that are good for collagen and yes. connective tissue and immunity. Um, and it was delicious. That with some veggies in it sounds yeah. like glorious. And the dry be- pulses, you know, yes, the, the that they were amazing and beautiful parsnip, fresh parsnip and potato and all these other garlic and ginger and everything. But it was it was absolutely amazing. So that was good because I'm someone who, uh, I'm a flexitarian, but I just haven't, I don't feel like eating red meat much at all. So that was and, and it was just beautiful. And then you just obviously shred the, the yeah, lamb meat really and put it back in. Moist it tastes, yeah, it's gorgeous. It tastes so eat. nice. Um, and then last night I went from the slow cooker to the pressure cooker. <laughs> wow. I have a pressure Well, I don't have did a pressure explode? cooker, but my mum loves it the pressure cooker. It did cooker. not explode. <laughs> I am a bit scared. I, I, I do remember in my fa- in my mum and dad's day, yeah. they did have a pressure we cooker and it did explode. And all on the ceiling. Oh, yes. I don't know if we had the food not on the plate, but on the ceiling. It might have just been in releasing the valve. We may oh, have done oh. that, but that is... Um, yeah, the valving release thing. It's kind of like the fast slow cooker, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a fast slow cooker. It keeps all the nutrients <laughs> in. Now, and I know you two won't like this, but I, I'm, I'm going to say it. The family That's loved okay. it. Beef cheeks. It was oh, beef cheeks in red wine. <laughs> I know, I know. But it was, it was absolutely divine. But I understand. Yeah. yeah. I understand the nutrients there oh, as well. Oh, my God. It was absolutely. amazing. And it's the time It's the time for those beautiful, hearty, warming, yeah. slow cooked to get all the, the nutrient value out of the foods because it goes into the fluids and you drink and eat the fluids, not 
throw it away. You're That's actually right. including it. Which is pretty bad. It doesn't have to be with meat, is all we're going to say. It, no, absolutely. It doesn't have to be. Absolutely. But we do, we must get your pro, you must get your protein from something. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that's super important because all your amino acids that are good for yes. your nervous system are in protein. Yeah, and, that's right. Um, that's super yeah. And if you are a flexitarian like me, I've got no shame about it, mm. um, you can enjoy those. But I, I enjoy the red meat sort of side of things like maybe, I don't know, two or three times a year. Like more in, more in winter, yes, I guess, now yes. than any other time because I just love salads and, yeah. and beautiful stir fries and everything, we, you know, in the warmer months. But, gee, they were nice. I, I was yummy. I try and um, tell most of my meat-eating clients, which aren't all like me, um, yeah. is that, you know, two sort of palm-sized portions of red meat uh, a week is a good quantity. Um, you know, there is a, a theory around, you know, too much is mm. oh, inflammatory but yeah. we absolutely need that protein and, and that's a really good way to get your heme iron and a whole that's lot of right. minerals as exactly. well. Exactly. Um, and if not, what are those alternatives as well? So yeah. um, I, I have a, a soup, interestingly, to, to talk through at the end at the of end. our uh, session as well, which we can talk through. And I'm sure we could put that in the slow cooker or the pressure cooker. I think we could. Oh, definitely. We can, we can, this can, we can, we can make it. Big cool. yeah, well, long cook, so yeah, um, that's that right. I can show you that later. Beautiful. We will look forward to that. But we're running a little bit late. We have a, an interview coming up with Sean Dobra, uh, who's been involved in the documentary, the award-winning documentary film about Tom Bowen and Bowen therapy. You may have heard of it. 12 minutes past five. Now, before we, we're actually going to have a song, another song that links back to our first guest, Barbara Ga uh, Gary Pinto. Yes. Somebody have mercy. This is Gary Pinto and Jimmy Barnes. It's a little more of a racy track, I would have thought, than I the first so. one. Jimmy's involved. <laughs> if Jimmy's involved, so <laughs> enjoy. And we will be back uh, speaking with our second guest in just a moment. You're on 94.1 FM 3WBC. Ooh, there he goes again. Whoops. Wow, if you were rocking along to that and you've got a hip replacement, I hope it's still okay. Um, <laughs> I've got two hip replacements. And but you're a real uh, hipster anyway. I'm, I'm a hipster <laughs> and uh, I loved that rendition of Somebody Have Mercy featuring Jimmy Barnes with Gary Pinto, our first guest today. So, loving that. Yes, have to get hold of that album. Yes, indeed. Uh, and a great time, actually, to introduce to everybody our second guest, Sean Dobra is a filmmaker and director and he has been involved in a documentary, a multi-award winning film uh, and it's it's about Tom Bowen, I think it's actually called Bowen Therapy and he's here to tell us all about it. Sean, hi, welcome. Hi Jacinta, how are you doing? Yeah, really well thanks. I don't know whether I have correctly stated the title, you might be able to help me out there. Yeah, no, the title is These Two Hands, The Story of Bone Therapy. Ah, These Two Hands. That makes sense. That's a good name. All right, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you for that. Now, what got you interested in this particular topic in the first place? Well, I was uh, just finishing my film degree, and actually I just finished it, and I was at my sister's place um, up in Woolard, New South Wales, and she had a little um, business, and so she wanted me to make a video for her business. And she's a bone therapist. Ah, and so I started to, to help her out with her, her new business. I started to make this little video for her. And during it, I started asking questions um, about where it came from. And I was really surprised to find out that it came from Australia. And then when I, when I realized the actual size of what this bone therapy stuff is, and that it was an Australian story created by a genius uh, not that long ago, I was blown away. And I just wanted to know more about who he was. Ah, oh, amazing. I didn't realise it was featured on Australian Story. Neither did I. Mm. I know. Yeah, I'll have a look at that now. In, in the small country town of Geelong, he lived in, and he, he worked in the cement works first as a concreter. And so <laughs> he never really had, yeah, he never had any plan to, um, to be a therapist, but all these people started getting injured in the cement works, and he just had this profound gift to be able to help people. <gasps> That's a natural challenge. So he wasn't an academic or a doctor or anything like that. No, he wasn't an academic or doctor. He did study the body, and after he started working on people at the cement, cement works, he got uh, really interested in, you know, helping people and started oh. to study the body a little bit and started to go to, like, um, abattoirs and look at uh, dead animals and, and start to figure out what the fascia was. Oh, and so, Bowen Therapy actually works on the fascia of the body. 
which is good for those of us who are not medical people. Are we talking and about the muscles and that sort of thing, and tissues, according to my colleague, Nicole, is that right? The so, tissues? I'm not a therapist, but what it is is the fascia is, there's a lot of new science now showing that the fascia is actually the matrix of the entire body. Ah. So that, that actually, it's not like the bones that are holding the body in place. It's this, like, um, almost spider web that goes inside and out of every single part of your body. Ah, and ligaments and all them and the tenors and all that yeah. sort of thing. It usually well, coats the outside of the muscles and ah. um, coats, it, it normally is a, a fibre that goes on the outside and keeps things contained, but it also is within as well. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. It's fascinating. It is. And how, how, what, what era are we talking then, Sean, regarding Tom Brown? Well, I mean, he was working on people as early as the 1950s, oh, and um, then he just started doing his own stuff until about the 80s, and then he had this, you know, guy, um, Ozzy, Oswald Wrench, who was a farmer, and his wife, Elaine, who he'd met when she was younger, had a back injury because she was in a car accident what when she was younger. She, she fell out of a moving car at the age of 10. Oh, dear. And so she was told by doctors that she was going to be disabled at an early age. Mm. And then... Um, Ozzy, who was dedicated to helping her, went and tried to figure out every type of massage, every type of therapy that he could figure out, including osteo and chiropractic stuff oh, yes. and all that. But he was looking into all of that, and then he met this man um, named Tom Bowen at a conference and was instantly drawn to him. And Tom invited him to work, uh, to learn from him, and then he took Elaine there, and Elaine had one treatment, and within a few hours, all of her pain left her body for the first time ever. Amazing. Wow. Mm. Fantastic story. <laughs> that is incredible. So, so there's a, a, a number of experts um, in this documentary film, Sean, that you interview. So are they people who have practised Bowen therapy? Have they been practitioners or where do they come from? Yeah, most of the people that we interviewed as professionals are all trained Bowen therapists or instructors. Uh, however, mo- almost all of them didn't start out as Bowen therapists. A lot of them started out as... Um, like chiropractors, some of them are doctors. Um, so they come from all backgrounds of health and then they kind of found their way into bone therapy and a lot of them find that bone therapy goes deeper than a lot of the other practices. Uh, in terms of they're able to switch a lot of their clients over to bone therapy because it's a less invasive therapy. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it, it really is. And look, I, I, I can speak for it in that many, many years ago, but I actually had to have two hip replacements and I... Uh, was waiting for the time to do that. Um, I had to wait a little while and I was in incredible pain with third degree osteoarthritis and I was referred to a Bowen practitioner, Bowen therapy practitioner, and she was amazing and uh, I would have regular treatments and it really was one of the things that got me through the pain and just being able to be a bit more mobile. Like it wasn't, obviously it didn't, nothing could fix what I had, (laughs) but um, it did give me some, some relief. So I, I think I was, I took that for about probably two years actually I had Bowen therapy so uh, yeah and it is it's totally non-invasive it and um, it was actually quite relaxing in many ways so is it like a form of massage in a way no it's not it's sort of it's a, a movement, movement. Yeah. yeah it's a it's a it's a, they're very defined movements at, in different parts of the body because oh, it's, right. it's a connective tissue that tends to either bind muscles and organs together or separate them. It's it's sort of getting in and moving them. I know I'm, I'm not a, a therapist by any means, um, but um, my understanding of it is that, that it moves that over the muscles, so it actually stretches oh, the, the fascia. Oh. And even in Pilates and yoga now, they talk about fascia release nice. um, being quite important mm. in helping with pain management and relief as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely... Definitely a, a structural component, but we probably haven't deep dived and looked at it. And I love that Bowen therapy kind of, you know, focuses in on it as mm. a as a solution. So how wonderful to have uh, a documentary filmed around that as well. Um, so just I'm curious about you know you've, you've it's been aired there. It's also being aired. Um, it's coming up again to be um, part of the the festival. Um, is there is there um, other places that it's currently um, going to be displayed or, or aired there as well? Well, at the moment, it's only due to air at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival on the 28th of July at 6.20pm. Where that's will be? That is at Cinema Nova in Carlton. Oh, great. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, so that's actually going to be the first real live premiere screening. Ah, ever. okay. That's, that's so great. Mm. And what what happened with... Uh, that you said he was... Tom Bowen worked on people from the 1950s. So, I, I mean, it might be a bit of a spoiler alert, but what, what in terms of what happened with the rest of Tom's life, what's... Did he, he keep working with his therapy? Yeah. He was just absolutely an obsessed man mm. with working and helping people. He treated at, um, at... They actually did a study on him, so the government did an inquiry on him because there were so many people coming to, <gasps> really? to his practice. Yeah, that, 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 at one point they said that the, that the fire brigade had to complain because there were all these cars parked along the road. <laughs> yeah. Was wow. um, he considered controversial? In some ways, and and that sometimes or at all, and were people threatened by him? Other medical practitioners threatened by him, or supportive? Or was it was a bit of a mixed bag. Look, I think there were a lot of people that were somewhat jealous of yes. him because he didn't have a medical background. Yeah. He didn't have a, um, you know, he wasn't officially trained, and yet he was getting results that other people couldn't mm. get because mm. he had, you know, he had the technique of the work, but he also obviously had something special in his hands as well. Yes. Ability to be able to feel into where people's problems were, oh. and sense it. He had he had real power of sensory um, information in, through his hands. Mm, wow! Many really, really hands, yeah. Yeah, and so they said in their inquiry over six weeks when they were investigating him, they they uh, over the six week period they calculated what it would be for a year, and they figured out that he was treating thirteen thousand people per year. Oh <gasps> my goodness! Incredible, Perfect, which is an incredible number. It's amazing. Absolutely. That's more than 50 per day. Yeah, that is huge. So, Sean, is Bowen therapy practiced widely across the world now? I mean, it, it's it hasn't it, isn't it considered to be the beginning of a sort of revolution of the, this new industry? So, where where is it at now? Yeah, well, that's the that's a really amazing thing because it's like Aussie Ranch only really took over it in the eighties, uh-huh. and was, uh, Tom didn't didn't want anyone to really learn it until after. He passed away. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, because I, I have no idea why, but that's just the way he was. And um, he, he only wanted specific people to learn it. Uh-huh. And so after he passed away, then Ozzy kind of took it to the world because he, he promised that he would. Yeah. And within the space of, you know, 30 to 40 years, it's now pretty much in every country in the world. There's over 30,000 people that have been officially trained Gosh. in the practice. And it's just, yeah, for that small amount of time, it's spreading really, really fast. And where do people go to, to learn this technique? I mean, there is, is other, is it, are there separate, like, independent um, organisations or, or is it part of a lot of uh, uh, alternative therapy courses or do you know much about that? Well, there's, yeah, there's quite a few different places that, um, that you can go to and learn about it. I don't want to say which ones because oh, okay. there's, people, uh, there's different people teaching. Like, it, it's all part of the, you know, the bone therapy. So if you mm-hmm. just research bone therapy, there's many different styles and just go, if anyone's interested, they can just go to the one that resonates okay. with them and have, have a bit of a research into it. Thank you. So we hope that our, our film really gets the word out to people that there is another therapy out there that can help and it helps with a, with a lot of different things. It, you know, it helps with babies, it helps with, with women going through pregnancy, it helps yeah. with anyone in pain, helps with really with sciatica, just kind of remove sciatica really quickly. Wow. It can treat a lot of different things that other that other therapies can't seem to get to for whatever reason. It sounds like a, it's a real gift, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I think it's a real gift. I, I was lucky enough to be renting in an apartment where across the uh, the hallway was um, someone who was uh, practised and I learnt from... Uh, you know the Tom Bowen School of um, Bowen Therapy, and so I was lucky enough to be well at the time experimented on <laughs> my pregnancy, but it was certainly very helpful and very good for any back pain that I had at the time. And so I, I was sold then, um, and uh, I believe she's still practicing as well. So you know, it sort of goes back a little way, but um, I hear it more in common conversations in the health industry anyway mm. um which is wonderful that it's getting out and about and wonderful that there's a, a documentary to support that as well so thanks for your work that's all right i'm glad it's also the, the story of tom Bowen. i think it's more than just about the therapy it's also about this guy who was just a total humanitarian yes. and genius and it's very inspiring to see you know what he's what he's achieved but also what his commitment was to and you know it's i think it's just a very beautiful story that can really inspire anyone. Sounds fantastic, Sean, and thank you so much for joining us to tell us about it. Uh, the screening for these 
two hands is on the 28th of July. Uh, did you say the Nova? Cinema yeah, Nova. Cinema Nova. It's yeah. a beautiful little cinema in uh, Carlton. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. Um, all the best with it, Sean, and thank you so much. Uh, it, it really is, well, as, as we've found or as we've heard it's a multi-award winning film as well but it um it is having that sort of official uh, screening here this year in a couple of weeks so that's good yes thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it thank you and thanks. Good luck well. thanks a lot yes. thanks for joining bye, us thank bye. you bye Great track there from Vance Joy. It was Clarity. And we've got a little bit of Clarity happening on the show today. Just a little bit. Not too much. We don't like to go overboard on Clarity. 28 minutes to 6. We are with you till 6 o'clock. I have an announcement, ladies. Oh. And this is an announcement for all of those people who would like to go to a film festival. We were just talking about the Melbourne International Film Festival. Oh, Mel- Melbourne Documentary Doctor- Film yes, Festival. Yes. Correction. And guess what started tonight? The Indian Film Festival of oh, Melbourne. Wow. Oh, wow. So it has started tonight, Monday the 10th. No, it's not. It's Monday the 10th of August. I'm giving you time, people, so yeah, you're welcome to get ready. <laughs> you don't have to race out tonight. But it is August um, at the NGV Community Hall at Fed Square in Melbourne. So we would really love you to go and join it. Now, we will put the information up on our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation, but there's lots of new and exciting inclusions. This is the 14th edition of the festival. Mm-hmm. So uh, the it'll run from the 11th to the 20th of August. Lots and lots of events. Opening night will include the world premiere of the much-anticipated Hindi film called Guma. Uh, and there's lots more information there. So you, there's a new venue, there's an awards night, there's lots of... Uh, the awards ceremony is going to be at Hamer Hall and tickets are on sale. So if you go to the Melbourne Indian Film Festival, mm-hmm. uh, you can Google that and you'll see all the wonderful events and where to get your tickets. Okay, from the 11th of August. You are welcome, people. Well, it's interesting. I mentioned when I flew in, um, you flew in a little jet Very, very late at night and um, I had to get to work the next day after not sleeping and then heading off to a beautiful play um, that night with the wonderful Bridget Burton, um, who you know from Baggage Production, from their show. We went to see um, at 45 Downstairs, that establishment that we love so well. I know. What did you see? Um, I saw Just a Boy Standing in Front of a Girl by Jane Miller. I have a And it was great. Really enjoyed this uh, little play, which is an adaptation of Medea. I recommended sort of from 15 plus. So it's it's quite a story. It It is a heavy story, but done very well into it it made it light and then it then it wasn't (laughs) it got dark um, uh, as it does Um, but um, the production contains you know kind of a a very firearm effect with scenes depicting um, both bullying and sexual harassment that Mm. can viewers can find disturbing and so they have um, the works kind of stylized and there's verbal representations of what's actually happening Um, so you don't actually see those things happening Um, but a really beautiful cast and a really um, interesting um, uh, take on Medea from a very contemporary perspective uh, and very enjoyable so uh, quite gripping. As you said it's a dark disturbing story for those people who are not into the classics. Medea of course was uh, the figure um, in uh, Greek mythology who Mm -hmm. uh, killed her children to spite her husband after he had run off with another woman. Yes. So this was kind of, you know, a mm. husband and wife relationship where you mm. could see that he was the doting husband and then he wasn't and mm. he wasn't so nice and there was other men around her that wasn't so... And you could kind of understand 
why the things happened that then ensued. Um, sad that we see stories like that still playing out today. Absolutely, yeah. very, very right part today. Of the yeah. Taking out the vengeance on these uh, poor on children. These kids. That's right. Yes. By, um, so Bing O was. Um, I, I met him there, and um, uh, he was the director. And Jane Miller is the the writer of her play. And is that still running now? Uh, it only just finished. So finished on the ninth. Oh, so it had um, 29th of June to. Um, the 9th of July. But there's also all sorts of great stuff happening at 45 Days. There still is, and there's also great art exhibitions that are on at the yes. moment. So, um, and there's a special fundraiser, is there not, for baggage productions coming up at Desert Monsalvet? There is, oh, there yeah. is. The wonderful, That's you right. should put that on our Facebook page. Um, yeah. But there's a wonderful event, and it is a fundraising exercise for uh, Myra in Space, which is Bridget's play. And um, I was fortunate enough to get to view a reading. We'll have to get her back on the mm. show as well. But I know we tried one week. Yeah. Our, uh, our phones weren't working, but yes, um, uh, it's at Monsalvet. It's a beautiful dinner um, with many courses and paired with wines and there's a wine expert and a fantastic chef mm. and um, I think tickets are around $300 a person, mm. um, but that is money going directly into the um, the, the play and the production itself to get that off the ground. So it's it's kind of like a crowdfunding but a really nice experience to do so. Um, so there's going to be a few little offers around that as well. Um, I know Bridget can talk to that a little bit more so I think we could get her on perhaps in the weeks to come to mm. talk around that. That sounds really good. Let's make sure we do that. Mirror yeah. in space. So look out for that. Yes. yes. Mirror uh, in space. Maya or Mirror? Myra? It's M Y R A. I think it's Myra. I was oh, saying Myra, but she was saying Myra. Yeah. Yeah. So I, was yeah, yeah. 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 It's all about moving yeah. fast on the syllables. <laughs> Indeed. It always it's nice it. Yes. Yeah, it's very important. Um, just a tiny little segue. We were mm. just thinking, we mentioned the school holidays before, uh, off here, just saying yeah, it was quieter on the road still, but some schools, schools some schools might be back. I think the state schools are, but the coming schools back. aren't. Yeah. And I heard a little interview on the radio today, another radio station, which mm. will remain nameless, um, but they were talking to a parenting expert and saying, you know, how did you get through the school holidays? <laughs> and that parents seem to be lamenting more and more these days about raising children and the uh, troubles that sometimes uh, occur and, and the pressure and the stress around it, particularly when you're working and doing a whole heap of different things. Yes. And obviously the challenge, you know, in any point in time, there are challenges around parenting, right? So, so that's what we, you know, we always have. So they, uh, but, but this parenting... Um, expert was saying, you know what? Seriously, these days the problem is with kids. We give them a, we give them a medal for just breathing. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, Seriously, do we really need to do that? Nice. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we, they were just talking. So only I came in on it in, in the middle of the interview, really. And she was saying how we've sort of the pendulum has swung Too so far, far the other way mm, now. And so. um, they were talking about this in the context of building resilience yes, around kids, yes. and that that the concern is that there's not an awful lot of resilience being built because kids are getting very indulged. Sorts of, yeah, very, mm. very indulged. Don't yeah. have to take accountability for what they yes. do. Yes. I, um, I think they've got a point. And as working as so. teachers, I think working as a teacher, mm. yeah. and as I, teacher, I never would want to again exactly. for that And then people that are screaming out for teachers yeah. because a lot of people are not happy with the conditions, understandably. And the class management can be a real yep. nightmare. Yep, that's right. And as I said, as I keep on boring people to do this story, I went through as a student when the teacher was God, I came back as a teacher when the student was God, and I feel yes. like I've missed out on my chance in my day in the sun. Yeah. So, well, I, I hear you as mm. a, a tertiary yes. lecturer as well, is that you know it, it is all about the student, and whilst mm. students might have not read their assessment specifications, mm. um, and, but put a lot of work into a document that doesn't meet any of the brief, <laughs> um, but then really mm. wants to get marks for the effort, um, mm. I find that really difficult, and there's yes. really difficult conversations being had with the specification set oh but it wasn't clear well I also did a video Q&A um, mm. and I also put information in the loop and mm. I also talked about it in the lecture and the workshop so essentially you have an if you question if you're a problem yes. mm. exactly and if you're online learning and just listening to recordings yes. um, it, it's not the full experience no, and, no, and so not. then those students then come into clinic and that's where problems can oh, occur in yeah. conversations with real humans again because this, oh, this cohorts that are coming through now in tertiary institutions yes. and and education institutions are, yes. are um, having had their 
couple of years online mm. uh, and then now having to get back into the face-to-face mm. and finding that's quite difficult as well. You're right. Yeah, but it's, it's a big adjustment. It is a big mm. adjustment. But just on the parenting side of things, yes. that's quite interesting because I've wondered why my kids haven't ever asked for pocket money and I'm kind of wanting to offer pocket money mm. because I want them to do stuff. I don't know, for chores, um, for chores. Um, for, you know, so they... they um, kind of the, the reverse of what you were saying there. It's like sometimes kids will go, look, I fed the dog. And it's like, well, that's you should just do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> I'm like, well, if you feed the dog, I'll give you some money. Ah. <laughs> and it's like... Yes, it's not an incentive for no, my children. Right, exactly. So it's like, well, I'm not going to do anything. And I've been rewarded for it exactly. at all. So I've kind of gone full tilt the other way. Well, that's interesting. Well, go on. I was going to say something about Pablo when I was a kid. You go, you go ahead. Just well, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, when my kids were at the age, at the time, like they're in their late 20s now, but at the time, the sound so-called sound advice for parents was that you decouple these things so there are certain things around the house like um, your turn to do the dishes to prep the dishes to empty the dishwasher whatever and that was everything something that we all did and those tasks were rotated Mm. put the washing out blah 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 no money for that sorry people these are life skills these are things that you do when you live with other people in a house you don't get paid for it I agree and And then everyone pulls their weight however and so then (laughs) how do you get them to do extra tasks and so then we had the separate tasks yes. where there, I, I know my son actually started up his own little um, mowing uh, service oh, called that. Jim's Mowing Service because yes. his name's James, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and he and my husband, who did most of the work when he first started, but he was only 11, he did a flyer with his dad, went around to the neighbours, and um, our, our wonderful neighbours across the ro- road still talk about Jimmy's um, lawn mowing service oh, and yes. the fun times. But that, but that really taught him the value of money and how to save and and how the, a work ethic of sorts as well. So, And he did that. for And, and it's, it's, it's a cool thing in terms of, I think, some of the that experience that's helped shaped who he is today. He really values those sorts of things, and he's, he learned a lot from it. Yes. So that's sort of how he did working. it. Yeah, the working, working externally, not not inside the that's house, but outside of the house. Yeah, mm. I mean, Maybe there were things, but it, it might be the it might be the primary shift. I think that that could help mm. but there were still some things like you know if you I don't know if if you washed our cars you went out of the way to, your way to yeah. do something yeah. that was you would normally do well look you know we'll compensate you that's because my, my father my, my dear departed father who was a, a lawyer uh, yes. he was very clever in many ways and but I think that he'd worked it out he would use pocket money as um, a punishment by withholding it oh. if you hadn't been a good person ah. to find good. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yes. anyway, so that was a bit of a that was a bit of a bone of contention. But anyway, mm. so it, is a, it is a bit of a dilemma. But um, can we quickly move on with some entertainment things if we don't Yeah, let's go right? for it. Yes. Because we are just talking about quickly um, as, as uh, we're coming up to what are we called to see? Yeah, we're fine. I yes. uh, just wanted to mention um, after you talked about 45 Downstairs and that um, great production that you saw, Nicole. I finished up um, on Saturday night seeing The Whales of August at the Malvern Theatre Company. Oh, oh yeah. you did see it. It was the last, wow. the last performance. And Amazing. It, was, it was very charming. It, it was slow, but it was it was it very was subtle. Lovely. It, um, my partner, Joseph, he liked it. Yeah. Stayed awake. Which is always <laughs> <good>. Stayed <laughs> awake. I hate that expression, chick, fli- chick lit or chick flick or whatever, but yeah. it's, it's a woman's story. But they're, you know, basically about two sisters who are in their twilight mm. years and they've, they've had some tensions over the years. They're an older sister who's perhaps now not as uh, mentally sharp as she used to be and her younger sister comes to look after her and they, they're in Maine oh. of course in a lovely seaside uh, town um, in the and they've obviously come from a reasonably comfortable background they've come from Philadelphia and they've got the holiday house in Maine but anyway they're spending the summer there and so um, a few issues raise their ugly heads in terms of um, you know parental responsibilities and the fact they're both widows now and all the stuff so anyway it's very charming it was a film with uh, the late great Betty Davis and the late great Dorothy Gish uh, back in the 1987 um, but anyway it, it was very charming um and uh which brings me if i quickly may mention um what, what gets up my nose and what makes my day mm. what gets up my nose if i quickly mention 
people who attend concerts and performances who start throwing missiles at the stage. Yeah, I, I oh, have been reading yes. a little bit about this. Yeah, yes. actually, it's bones in the head. injuries. Stupid, ungrateful, unappreciative. Um, Why and anyway, money to be there in the exactly, first place? Exactly. If you don't like it, leave or don't go at all. And and that's in sharp contrast. Um, I saw people in the, in the theatre that night um, pr- waiting around to present. Bunches of flowers to people. Oh, oh that's so lovely. That's, lovely. Oh, no, that's the way you that's, do it, guys. Or don't yes. go. Or I go. Or shut the ever, yeah. please, and then just leave. <laughs> Thank you. And behave yourself. Yes. yes. Absolutely. So I, I, I was thinking, anyway, apparently Adele had a bit of a go at some yes. people. Yeah. A few food performers have. Rightly so. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, it's a way to get attention. Hello. It's mm. also a way to get arrested and possibly uh, seriously injure or maybe even kill somebody. So please, if you want to show your appreciation, um, you know, there are, there are much safer, kinder, and more polite ways of doing it. Thank you. Sometimes I think these things might be a more of a social media opportunity because it goes straight I think you're right. Yeah, like, fame and notoriety. Really? Any attention is better than no attention. No attention. Anyway, that was my little little um, bit of entertainment. And also, yes, yes. And so you want to have your little mm. nose about what's going on? What makes your day? Oh, I was going to um, talk about airlines a little bit and oh, airports, yes. but uh, I could go on. <laughs> um, my little get what gets up my nose is trying to find healthy food at Warner Brothers Movie World. Um, oh dear. Uh, or um, well, I think it's just called Movie World, and um, or at an airport. And uh, doing the search, you can actually find a salad, but when your <laughs> burger is maybe two dollars fifty, three dollars to get at the place with those gold arches um, and your salad's $28. What? You can understand why people do that. So what gets up my nose is overpriced you know, just veggies in a bowl. It's too expensive. Um, And it shouldn't be because it really doesn't require, like when you buy the raw raw ingredients, yes, things have increased in costs, but we still know that veggies are cheaper. You know, veggies are cheaper than those um, processed foods, uh, which aren't really foods. So we're not really comparing apples and apples. Um, So that's really annoying. But I did manage to hunt down um, salads at both places and (laughs) put them on social media so other people like me went well I actually don't want a hot dog or a burger or hot chips Mm. that that is usually the extent of that or a soft drink and they're $17 for a plastic soft drink and you can fill up the soft drink as many times as you like throughout the day can you imagine so we bought one my kids (laughs) had about three gallons of soft drink that day and I thought, mm. I wish I could get them to drink that much water. water. But, um, yes. Anyway, it gets up my nose when it, the healthy option is often hidden yes. away um, and, you know, more than three times yes. the amount. And what makes your day is? Um, yeah, finding said healthy food <laughs> <Yes>. option. Um, <laughs> the other, the other part of that is at things like these um, worlds, uh, yes. you are not allowed to bring in your own water or food. Oh, really? So you have to buy them. Oh, oh you're yeah. And right. so you're that, a captive audience. So that, yeah. that gets up my nose a yes. bit more, but yes. I did, I did manage to find a healthy option, so I guess that makes my day. But it was a bit of an effort, wasn't it? <laughs> it was an effort. And some people can't be bothered, unfortunately, no, no. because you've got a healthy outlook on life. You'd make the effort. Some people might not. They think it's too hard. What does give them joke? Well, the salad's yeah, yeah. been there for a long time. Oh, and yes. end up going oh, somewhere yes. in between. I think I ended up with baked potato and salad versus the salad mm. or the very greasy burger. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I was somewhere oh, in between. Oh, anyway, yes. um, different people do it differently. Yeah. And I have noticed that other, other countries are are quite glorious in how they present. Mm. Um, I think France is very good at... France is amazing. Putting healthy foods on the truck stop, you know, that kind of thing. You can get just beautiful, healthy... Incredible. Even mm, if it's and cheese, you know, you can mm, still get yeah. some healthy yes, food. Yeah, the nation when they're not writing, they're doing good stuff with they're food. They're doing good <laughs> stuff with food. Um, well, thank you. I, I've got nothing this week, but uh, we've also, I'm going to move along because there's yes. a couple of things I wanted to mention yes, yes. too. Uh, now, this is this is a topic that's a very serious topic, but I'm going to start off with the view of the shovel. Yes. Um, and it refers to the robo-debt oh, saga no. and tragedy, which really is just unbelievable. Mm. Total disgrace but disgrace I should say but um from the shovel today which focus on uh, in their words an emotional Scott Morrison has <laughs> responded to the findings of the Royal Commission into the robo debt scheme saying that he is ready to sue to apportion bra- blame for the distress uh, the policy uh, of the policy and that he's 
wife's idea of his wife's idea to illegally pursue thousands of Australians for debt they didn't know. So he's blaming Jenny. It's Jenny's fault. <laughs> oh, of course, it's uh, Jenny's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you to the shovel for that little piece, oh, which yeah. which is very interesting. Uh, uh, in reality, I hear that um, the Morrison family were in Italy when the fires oh, were. Yes. Handed down, having it's a little this time, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and of course there are people you know won't speak about any names anymore, but mm. people who are saying it had nothing to do with me, absolutely not, and they were the minister for it, or they were yes. the, somehow so involved. But I, I, I just it, it is an absolute tragedy, and my heart goes out to all those people who were it, impacted by it. It's appalling, and um, at the risk of, of sounding too flippant, they're talking about a seal section that's going to be released from the Royal Commission's yeah. report. I just hope it's not new centre for. Thank you. Yeah, no. I, I do too. I very much hope so. I know. Every time they mention the seal section, I feel like a Clio magazine. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. don't think it will be that. But, but in in news related to that, um, in the mainstream media today, I read that the Cronulla Sharks are considering actually revoking the number one ticket holder oh, status from the former so prime minister. Yeah, as a result of the adverse findings. Mm. So that was just mm. that'd be a nice. Thing that's something they're considering. Yeah, well, well, I can understand well, why they're the pocket money exactly. situation. Yes. Yes. Some people deserve to get those sort of punishments. Yes. Yes. It's the behaviour we walk past. Exactly. So anyway, lots of wild, wild and crazy things going on, um, definitely. And uh, can I quickly mention a couple of things before we wind yeah, up? Yeah, go. Um, just quickly regarding some um, interesting things. Uh, Bastille Day coming up this well, oh, quicker things French. This Friday the 14th of July. Um, check out um, Bastille Day Melbourne website for interesting things to do and interesting places to eat at um, so on. Also, um, Romeo and Juliet, Bill Shakespeare is opening this week. Romeo um, and Juliet. Yes, and opening uh, and uh, running through until the uh, 29th. We're opening on the Thursday, the 13th of July, running through to the 29th at the Fairfax Theatre. Always enjoy um, their productions. Um, mm. And uh, yes, if you're a ballet fan, don't, I'm sure you're quite aware that Australian Ballet is celebrating 60 years young, is 60 years, um, 60 year uh, anniversary, and they're presenting actually from Tokyo. Tokyo Ballet is bringing production of Giselle from the 14th of July to the 22nd of July at the Arts Centre. So lots of things for That's culture buffs to enjoy. Good. Absolutely, and just to track back on the Myra Mira, that person in space, seventh <laughs> um, to the seventeenth of September. September, book online at yes. 45 downstairs for that production by Baggage Productions mm -hmm. by the lovely uh, Bridget Burton. Great. Excellent. Um, uh, Nicole, you were mentioning, I know we're going to do the recipe definitely, you were mentioning before though about the Batuta Advocate yes. to us and yes. if, if people are fans of the Batuta Advocate mm. and if you really want to have a good laugh. Yes, um, they have been advertising and I think it's Amazon Prime that they have Amazon. been yes. uh, uh, um, yeah. advertising yeah. Um, and if you're wanting some humorous um, uh, information let's say um, then you can definitely um, listen into them. They are a little bit like the shovel in that there's a lot of satirical material, um, material that is uplifting and funny. Um, sorry, Paramount Plus. Plus, sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, so it's Paramount Plus, not. Um, uh, and they definitely um, are streaming now, um, and you can get some regular views there. So uh, they are presenting on a weekly basis, I believe. Yes. Um, excellent. So yes. And get some more satire there. Oh, wonderful. All right. Um, are we ready for some dinner? I reckon we really yeah. are ready for some dinner. It's almost six o'clock. Hungry um, tummies. This one is an immune boosting cauliflower and turmeric soup. Mm. So this yeah, is yeah. Um, a bit more uh, Vegem Aquarian <laughs> um, than we <laughs> were talking about uh, with your hearty soups before, Jacinta. Yes. Um, uh, cost effective nutrients, um, quick and kind. Um, to, to make, quite kind on the digestive system, mm -hmm. very satisfying and warming to eat when you eat it um, and cauliflower and turmeric as we know are rich in antioxidants minerals and anti-inflammatory compounds good for the immune system which we were talking about today and you could also have this with steamed jasmine or basmati rice as well mm -hmm. um, I will post this up but you need one onion um, a knob of grated turmeric 
uh, or a teaspoon of powdered turmeric, depending what you have. Two tablespoons of virgin olive oil, and you basically cook that up. You um, have a small cauliflower, finely chopped, um, a tin of chickpeas, um, mm. some vegetable stock, about three cups, uh, sea salt and white pepper, and coconut milk or oat mm. milk. Um, so the idea is in the olive oil you... Um, uh, add your cauliflower water and partially cover that. Uh, sorry, you you um, cook up your um, turmeric. Uh, sorry, onion and um, turmeric and olive oil. But you also have your cauliflower cooked in a simmer in a, in a hot pot. You basically smash the soup together um, yeah. with a potato masher with the chickpeas and the coconut milk, and add extra water and serve. Um, You could add two tablespoons of nutritional yeast to boost the flavour if you want um, a bit of B12 if you're um, a vegan and gives that that, um, taste. You know, you can make um, vegan uh, parmesan from nutritional yeast. Mm. Um, So it's really nice to add there. And it's very, very simple. So it's, you know, cauliflower, some herbs and some chickpeas um, and some coconut milk, really, just with your onion and... um, extra virgin olive oil in stock. Superb. I think that mm-hmm. sounds yummo yeah. and I like the way you can smash everything together. Because if you're feeling smash everything together. If you're feeling a bit frustrated you can just go, I'm just <laughs> going to smash some soup ingredients yeah. and just get a potato masher out there and you can make it as chunky or as um, yeah. smooth as you would like. And you'll feel much better afterwards <laughs> and then you can eat it and even better. <laughs> exactly. Like, seriously. Yeah. Smash couch. those chickpeas <laughs> yeah. and that cauliflower together. Smash um, those chickpeas. <laughs> And uh, cook up as much as you like. So you could put it in a slow cooker. You could put it in a fast um, <laughs> pressure cooker. Pressure cookers are awesome, I've got to tell you. When they work properly, and as long as you're not feeling too pressured yeah, yeah, when you're using them. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. These days they're better. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yes. They've got they're all these safety features. Yeah, yeah. Just my excuse in terms of being a lazy cook. We've only had our ceiling blown apart a few times. And then we've got to have... No, we haven't. It's all good. you do it well. You could just do your onion and olive oil and turmeric, and then you basically put your cauliflower and your chickpeas peas um, and your stock in there together and add coconut milk and you you just basically go mm-hmm. cook and then blend. Yeah, that's right. Done. But just remember you have to take out a loan before you buy one of the said <laughs> pieces <laughs> of equipment because <laughs> they're very expensive. That is a small loan, yes. yes. <laughs> you know, there is the, there is the uh, beta versions. The, oh yeah, uh, I've got the beta <laughs> version <laughs> from a place that we A German Yes, supermarket yeah, store. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I just quickly ask, have we got mystery guests next week? Yeah, we have got mystery yeah, guests. Mystery yeah, okay. so that gives yes. people a lot of information. <laughs> and I think the Yeah. Thanks for your company and hope you have a lovely night tonight in the winter woolies. Keep the winter woolies on mm. and some beautiful, heartwarming foods. And thanks to Nicole for sharing that beautiful okay, soup recipe. That's yum. Will you put it on our Facebook page? I will do. She'll do it. She's going to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, But stay with us on 3WBC because we have the news coming up and then of course after that please stay for our evening lineup of shows starting with Your Planet Need You then we've got VFL Rewind coming up so a big Monday night here on uh, 3WBC right now it's time for the news bye thanks for listening ciao